Eat, Sleep, Shit, Repeat is an independent podcast. We acknowledge the traditional custodians of the land we're recording on today, the Gadigal people of the Eora Nation. Oh, I'm so glad that my <laughs> horrible year of pits has made you cackle with glee. <laughs> Welcome to Eat, Sleep, Shit, Repeat, the podcast all about the madness that is motherhood and everything in between. I'm Kiri Searles. And I'm Kelly McCarran. And this is our very last episode of season two and the year. Bum, bum, bum. Bum, bum, bum. Actually, we are planning some summer specials. so That was a secret. No, I'm just kidding. It wasn't. So we'll just say, (laughs) we don't really know exactly what dates or anything, so... Let's just say anything else you get is a, what, oh, oh, what a, a nice surprise. surprise. Exactly. Summer surprise. <laughs> it's Love a summer that. surprise, but this is the last official episode of the season and the year. And what a season it has been. So we thought we'd go out with a bang and finish with our 2023 Peaks and Pits. Key, can you explain what the hell a peak and a pit is if no one has heard the term before or seen your Sunday Instas? Yeah, basically it is your highlight or your best bit. I do them weekly on my Insta, but today we're going to be doing them for the year on the potty. And yours is always like solely sort of related to parenthood as well. Whereas we're doing it just generally like what were our highs for the year and what were the lows. And it doesn't have to be super specific either I think it can be like as broad or as specific as you want it to be so I think for sure for 2022 mine was really specific with regards to my peak it was like the birth of Rue of course because that was very much so your whole year because you were on maternity leave as well but this year my peak is more broad more of like a feeling that I felt overall with a bunch of little different things that made me feel like an overwhelming sense of x we have done things so differently. Oh, shit. This is what happens when we don't share I know. I was like, notes. I put in the script. I was like, don't write them in this document, please. I want it to see it as a surprise. And so it's more of a discussion. But, yeah, we've we've done them very differently. You know, we first started this, though, because it was your idea when we used to do our Insta lives. Like, we used to do these lives, which is sort of what spurred the pod yeah. on. Because yeah. people were like, why don't you guys do a pod? And we you guys like, are so funny. We want to, but we just can't be bothered. We don't have the money. Et etc. Et and do you remember the very first live that we did? I was just a bit pissed on a Friday night and thought it was the start of COVID. And I was like, yeah. what should I do? Yeah. And then you were also a little bit pissed at home. You saw that I'd gone live. You requested to join me. And I was like... Hell, why not? And yes. then we just talked absolute shit. We did. And it was, it was so, so much fun. fun. It, it was, was so, so much, much fun. fun. So then we just turned it into a regular thing. And then we got pr- – well, the thing was we were like, oh, she turns into a regular thing. And we did. But then we got pregnant. We were like, oh, shit, this really throws a boring spanner, spanner in, in the, the works. works. It did. And then it just turned into a lot of pregnancy. But sometimes we couldn't do them because we were sick or the one time we couldn't do it because you were like, I'm in labor. I'm in labor and I didn't know it yet. <laughs> so anyway, that's how it got started. But yeah, I forgot about that. Oh, Thanks for that little reminder. I've done several. Oh, that's I've done okay. like my peaks and my pits for the year. That's okay. It doesn't – There's look, this is the thing. There's no rules. Okay, good, We fly – what's that saying? We fly thick and fast. Yeah. Is it? I don't know. I don't know. I'll look um, it up later. But I think that we definitely should start on pits because – Loose and fast. Yeah. That's it. They're the literal pits. So we want to – you know, the things that happened that sucked or the feelings or whatever <sighs> – and I think that then we'll finish on more of a high so people aren't like, oh, my God, that was a very negative episode. 
<laughs> it's not our fault. This is real life, people. All right. So, Kiris, tell me your pit. You have one, but I reckon we're going to find a lot more. Well, I've just realised, actually, I do have one. Both of them are like overarching feelings, but things that contributed to that. So, oh, I okay. think it's like pretty similar. Yes. Okay. So my pit for 2023 was the overwhelming amount of worry that I felt throughout the year. And I hate that because looking back as we're finishing the year, like overall, it was actually a really great year for yeah. me personally. So Hindsight is amazing, isn't it? It's like, yeah. oh, it wasn't that bad. No, it wasn't. It's all relative as well. Like obviously in the moment it feels so big, but once you get through it, it's fine. And not just like personally, also professionally as well. Like yeah. and there was a lot of concern around that. So it's funny looking back and being like, oh, I just wish I could have shaken myself in those moments and just been like, Dal, take a breath. Yeah. It's going to be okay. Things have a way of kind of working themselves out. But I did worry a lot of the time and at times it was really crippling, which – Makes me sad to even think about it. But anyway, so there was worry about starting work. Can you believe that I went back to like professional full-time work this year? Were you full-time? Well, no, sorry, I wasn't. But like went Just back work. to work yeah. three days a week. No. I don't I- – I was like, was that this year? Like this year is just so warped it with the timing. It feels like so long ago. I know. And that was in April. So, so when you say worry, were you worrying about – was your worry around sending Rue to daycare? Was it around um, – if your brain still worked, was it about money? Like what was – or was it just overwhelmingly everything? No, all of the things. Like I think I was excited to get back to work in like a uh, practical sense. Like yep. I was really excited for the challenge of getting back in and using my brain in a different way. But, yeah, I was petrified that people were going to be like, what happened to your brain when you were on mat leave? And I'll be like <laughs> – Did you lose it? It turned to With mush. your placenta? <laughs> yeah, it came out with my placenta. And then, yeah, definitely, like, my second point was finding daycare and just daycare stresses in general. Mm. Like, that was kind of tied into that. It was like I only had one day at one stage and then had to move and we got more days. So that was kind of a big kerfuffle at the time. And, it, of course, it was the first time that I was, like, letting go of Rue. So it felt like the biggest thing yeah. in the world that was happening to me that year. And then with the daycare, obviously, came the sickness. I have to remind myself, like, how many hospital stints we had. And I was like, telling someone about that the other ones. day. They were like, you've had a rough trot this year. I'm like, yeah, Key's had it way worse though because Len gets sick but he doesn't really end up in hospital sick. Touch wood. Yeah. But Rue gets like brutally just absolutely garbaged yeah. by sickness. She gets slammed, honestly. So she had that. She had a lot of stuff and mm. we spent a lot of time. In the ER. In the ER. And then like multiple days overnight in the hospital, which mm. is just like not the place that you want to be. Regressions, milestones and all of the things, they obviously sent me worrying at different times. And then worrying about starting freelance and everything to do with getting the pod off the ground. Like that was a massive gamble for me. Yeah. Like I hadn't really been – I hadn't really thought about going out on my own. Like yep. obviously the first season we did of this pod did so well and more than it doing well, it was kind of how much – I was invigorated and proud and also felt confidence that came with creating something mm. and putting it out into the world. So I was lucky that you obviously are my business partner and made it really easy to make that decision. Well, I guess because I've been doing it for ages at this point, yeah. working for myself and freelancing, that I did have that perspective to be like, you know, but I did also remember how stressful yeah. it is to yeah. go out that especially those first few months where you're like oh my god 
What have I done? Totally. And I think it's also just like, you know, I, I ended up dropping Rue down a day because for me it was like mentally it was like I, I felt like I was taking the piss. I've just gone freelance. Whereas when you told me that, that I was like. You advised against that. I did. I, I did. did not listen. And, and what's happening next year? We're putting exactly. her up. And I should probably put her up two days, to be honest. But anyway. <laughs> but yeah, that was like a big, like the lead up to oh, resigning and then really doing it and all of the emotion and that came from that and just kind of being like. Leaving a company that you were happy at. That I was and had happy enjoyed and working loved. for for so long. Yeah. So it's just that, yeah, that was a big one as well. And what about worry with family stuff? That is another one. I think that that kind of, yeah, there was a lot of family stuff just going on that made it really difficult. Like with my uncle passing, that just kind of brought up all of this stuff with my mom. Like, mm. And it's difficult, you know, when you are contactless with someone, but they are persistent and still find a way to reach out to you. So something that was really hard this year was the fact that at a time where like my favorite uncle, who I was really close to, died, my mum then made it about her. I was just about to say that. She turned it into herself, like a problem about herself. So anytime that I was speaking to like a family member, like other uncles, you know, they would be like, oh, so, you know, your mother really wants to see you. And I was like, I'm grieving someone that I really love that showed up for me multiple times. When your own mum didn't. Exactly. And it was just super frustrating because I wanted to just scream and shout and be like, if you only knew, yeah. you know, but you can't do that. And because they're also grieving too. So, um, and they're probably just wanting to do the right thing, but it's a good reminder that you don't ever know what two sides to a story is. And it's not like, definitely, it's not like you ever made that decision. Oh, I just don't want to talk to my mom. Yeah. And I think honestly, within my extended family so her siblings that's what they think they the perception is is like I'm this kind of bratty person who is just like I don't want to talk to her and I'm like oh I I wish it was that yeah you know but no there's actually been like a lot of really fucked up stuff that's happened and look there were people that helped and I think that's why it was so devastating when my uncle passed away that I couldn't be there because for me it felt like that I was not honoring everything Mm. that he had done for me but had I gone, it would have been a spectacle and completely not been about him anymore. So it was really difficult. It would have difficult. been about you and your mum. Yeah. And it was just, I, I don't ever want to see her again. So it's, I'm done with it. Yeah. So anyway. But that was a huge moment of, I just remember how in your head you were for those few weeks and you had so much anxiety. Oh, we, so Fair much. enough, but you were, yeah. There's just been like trying a lot to of make that like, decision yes, about whether uh, or not to go, you know. and To someone you love's farewell. Yeah. But I just knew that it w- – and I just did, never wanted to distract from what it was meant to be. And mm. I watched along. Like now it's awesome. You can like zoom into funerals. Yeah. It's like not the same, but it's great for people that are unable to make it. And it was still like special, you know, getting to send him off. Yeah. And then the wedding, of course, was the other thing. But I don't know if we need to talk about that anymore. But What do you mean? that? Oh. The worry. Okay, yeah, fair, fair, fair. I wedding. thought that was going to be in your peaks list, but I'm sure that the day itself was in your peaks list, it, but the worry. Yeah, the People worry, People don't talk think. about the anxiety. Like, why do we keep doing it to ourselves? Why oh. do we plan weddings? I but, honestly don't know. I mean, I know why there's like a whole industry that – is yeah, catered to people that want you to plan it for but them. When but when you think about that stress in the eight yeah. weeks leading up, oh, it was, and I and I could not. I was literally crippled by it. I like I couldn't do anything 
like was dropping balls everywhere because my sole focus was like doing wedding stuff or just sitting there worrying about doing wedding yeah. stuff. So those were my pits. And I just think I just wish I could trust the process a little bit more. But I think I'm really conditioned to always think or believe that the worst is going to happen. It's yeah. kind of like a a survival mentality, I guess, of like that cycle that you're mm. in of like bad things always happening. My instinct is just to do that. So I do really want to change that. And I think I want to enjoy life more, which I do on like a surface level, but there is a lot of time that I spend worrying that could just be think like trying to make peace with what it is and just enjoying the present. So it makes me sad to look back, but I'm hopeful that it's something at least you've got the self-awareness to work through that in 2024, potentially with your therapist. Yeah. Definitely. Like take her this list. Yes. And actually sort of, this is my biggest problem. Yeah. In 2023 I want to work through this this year yeah because honestly if you look at all of those things it was like even worst case scenario wasn't that bad yeah but it's as my psychologist keeps telling me she's like it doesn't matter what other people what your perception of what it should be that doesn't change the way that how you feel about it yeah in that time no it doesn't and I think it's really hard to pull yourself out of that Mm. in that moment and think logically or clearly yeah I just catastrophize things and oh yes you know you do. it sucks like I and Charlie will be like babe I think you're spiraling and I'm like I am not spiraling and then I'm kind of in my head being like fuck I, I think am I am <laughs> so I'm it's spiraling hard. more than the new curling device that I've got yes <laughs> exactly exactly so and look I think that this next year is going to be a really fun year I think like the pods off the ground there are like a lot of good things happening so it's just hard I think there were a lot of challenging things that did happen so maybe this year will be like even out a little bit and I won't have to worry as much because a lot of the things I've ticked off the list yeah true true, maybe maybe all right Kel that's enough about my shitty things tell me yours please all right strap in because I've got some things to say. Um, buckled up, baby. Okay, I'm going to start off by By the pause. I feel like this is going to be really bleak. Like, I just feel like you are going to have to edit the shit out of this episode because it's just me (laughs) whinging to you for an hour. That's okay, though. This is the episode to do that. I would like to read you my goals for 2023. Oh, I never do this, really. I do. So I think this is a great place to start. Okay, so what did you have? It's not good. It's not good at all. Okay. 2023 is the year I will focus on my health and improve my immune system. I remember this, actually. I want to feel well, all in caps. I remember when you posted this and I thought, it seems like like an easy, like it seemed like it was doable. I had charts. Charts? I had health charts. They're still on my fridge. However, they do not get filled in anymore. Have you taken your AM vitamins? Have you taken your PM vitamins? Have you had at least three serves of vegetables today? Have you had a portion of fruit today? Like I was starting small. The bar was low. Have you had your three liters of water? How many alcoholic beverages did you have today? Did you remember to take your medicine? Yeah, yeah. Did you exercise? I wouldn't say that that was small, by the way. I think Sorry, all of those like, things together are quite – it's quite a big undertaking. But it's just like a general health guide, right? Yeah, yeah. How did I go, Key? Well, isn't that like with any resolution though? How far did you get? I have never been sicker in my life. But was it because of 
that? It was because of Lenny. Exactly. That little bastard. Yeah. It's different because if someone who doesn't have kids. Sniff. Because I'm snotty. Because I'm always snotty. (laughs) It's very hard to be able to be well. My year of health was the year that Len started daycare. Yeah, it's, they weren't going to work. Like, I wish I shook you at that time, but I didn't know. I was still in the fucking newborn trenches at that stage. Why I wish no I knew. Why did say anything? I don't know. Bad friends, but not me. So, yeah, I did not have the year of health. I quickly – actually, I stuck with them for a good five, six months, like filling out my little charts, but I was like – they're not doing anything. I was spending an astronomical amount on all of these herbs mm. and multivitamins and such. And, I mean, they weren't making me any sicker, but I certainly didn't get more sick when I stopped taking them. Like, I was just always sick. Blood tests, spoke to naturopaths. Like, oh, my God, I just was sick the whole year. But some of it was also out of your hand. Like, it was like Len starting daycare, but also remember your birth – as a result oh, yeah. of the blood loss and stuff that you had. They did say your immune system will take ages to catch yeah. back up. I think you're being really hard on yourself. I think that it was ambitious to set that goal given the challenges that you were up against. But I think that it's just unfortunate. Uh, your face is not helping me support you right now. I need you to say you're right. I will sell tickets and perform to a group of fantastic humans. So I basically wanted to do like my first ever stand-up, which has been like a stupid, ostentatious goal that I've had forever. Oh, my God. That's so cool. I want to do stand-up. We should do a little course together. I don't need to do a course. I'm funny. Yeah, but like you do this course. It's like a – Yeah, I know. You are supposed to do a course. Yeah, and then you do this thing, a showcase at the end and all your friends come and it's really fun and that's meant to be your kind of like introduction to – being okay, a professional because I, per- I don't want to do it forever, but I just thought it'd be a really fun thing to do. I'll do it with you. Yeah, like a night class. Yeah, I would love that. Okay. Oh my god, we'll do it. Yeah, we'll I'm hold super each other keen because we'll yeah. meet somewhere like there's probably somewhere in the inner west, and, and this is going to fill my cup. Yeah, and we'll just this make sure we Lord. commit to it. Yeah, I love it. Okay, so who cares about that? We've okay, just turned yeah, that into it a It wasn't peak, honestly babe. like we will have that real life fun mum club meet up. Yes, we need to actually start planning that. So I don't feel that bad about this one because we've done other things. And as we were speaking to the lovely Sally on last week's episode, we off mic we start. She was like, when are you doing the fun mums club meet up? And I was like, oh my God. Yeah. And she just gave me a lot more confidence that I think that we could pull it off we'll do and like it doesn't a matter made up. how many people turn up yeah oh no I don't it's about, about the that. people that do turn up exactly so I think sometimes it can just seem really big overwhelming yeah, yeah. when actually it'd just be a really nice thing to do for us exactly. to connect with people in real life I will host a new podcast okay that one I did do what why is that on your oh this is your goals I no, got no, it. no this is my goals list yeah perfect 2024 <laughs> uh my neglected friendships will be nurtured Oh, but I would argue by the feedback that we had two weeks ago from the lovely and gorgeous forever, the loveliest person in the world, Anna, you're a good friend. Yeah, yeah. Even if you don't think you're being the best friend, like you're still pretty good by her Ooh. standards. I will enjoy sex again. Well, that, that, the, the, is that a tumbleweed blowing through your bed? It's my clitoris blowing in the wind, <laughs> unattended to. <laughs> You had a chance this morning to rectify that in the the last month of 2023 and you turned it down. I did keys like said something and I was like, oh, bloody Luke popped in. He goes, hey, coffee for quickie? And I'm like, oh, absolutely not. I've got to finish this content. Yuck. Okay, so did not do that. I will make a new bestie. Didn't do that. Although I don't, I don't 
feel so, I don't actually need. You and I got lots close because we worked together. Yeah, that's true. I would say that you have made some new friends. Like what do we need, like make a new bestie? Like do you want to be best friends or is it just like you've made some new friendships? I don't think I have. What do you mean? I oh, I shouldn't say that actually because someone's going to be listening going, like, are you hey, kidding, you stupid us? bitch? Although if you're listening and that has happened, it just means that I feel like we've been friends for way longer. Okay, that's a lie. But what about like at events? Have you maybe seen someone at events that you go to and you've made conversation and now like you feel way comfortable seeing that no person? No more so than before. Okay, well, moving along then. Yeah, moving along. Oh, you're, this isn't the last one. You're going to die. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, no, I'm as much travel as possible will be enjoyed while Lenny can fly for free. <laughs> and they've all got like Not ambitious stars and- next to the points. Like, oh my god! Oh, that was a good one. That was a really good one. Also, not even Ooh. didn't happen much. Didn't happen. And won't happen. You're like so against flying. That with bloke is not allowed on a plane. Imagine though if you did get on a plane and then he loved it so much that he was an angel. He was like this angel. I think you have to try it at least once. Oh yeah, I will. But he can't fly for free for well, yeah, well. he's got like a month left. So <laughs> book that ticket. Oh dear. Okay, oh, so can I just say, fuck you are funny. Like that just sent me that last oh, one. I'm so glad that my <laughs> horrible year of pits. Has made you cackle with glee. <laughs> but yours are funny. Mine are depressing. Like, I just hate that I'm so depressing. Yours are really funny. You're just laughing at them. <laughs> that doesn't mean they're funny. I'm so sorry. You've just got a brutal sense of humour. I do. But if you're you going to feel laugh, so bad, I'm actually crying. Yeah, you're going to feel so bad now. <gasps> don't, don't. <laughs> no, what is it? Luke's dad died. Kelly, that is really sad. That's really <laughs> sad. Don't laugh. Why did you do that? That's because really it's on mean. the list. <laughs> you could have changed the order. That of was pits. you just led me to a cliff. I did. I was about to just push you off. Oh. And that just death sucks. Yeah. It and really it's does. very, very, it very sad. It's honestly the worst. And especially when you're watching your partner go through something like that, I think that's even harder because you just want to support them and it's difficult because you and don't it's know also, how to. You don't know what to do when they don't deal with things the way that you think that they should, even though that's like the biggest problem when someone's trying to tell you how you should feel. But I'm like, aren't you sad? Yeah. And Luke's like, it's okay. I've like handled it. And I'm like, and then I'm sobbing watching like death videos on YouTube. Yeah. Like weird I just did not deal with it well and I did not know the man that well yeah look death is a weird one because it's something that we don't talk about as a society we like make it really quick like oh they've died you need to have their funeral within and a then, week and then quickly get over they're it. in the yeah. ground or they're you know cremated and then it's like everyone moves on whereas like in other cultures they have like these long periods of mourning where you can actually work through those emotions so yeah it's not you it's a lot of people don't know how to deal with it yeah I've just really not know and I just feel sad for Len like you know he'll never get to know his grandfather or his other grandfather yeah so that was yeah sad the cost of everything the cost of living is just like stressing me out so much oh, more so than it should be but i think that and i am working through this with my psychologist that i'm taking things on emotionally that i'm it's out of my control yeah like all of the stuff going on with the war as well yeah. like i'm just it's a hard one emotionally taking way too much on that i can there's nothing i can actually do but in my mind then i'm like the least i can do is just take that emotional 
toll on. Yeah, it's a hard one. Stupid business decisions. I made some real, real wacky, questionable business decisions instead of trusting my gut. Can I just say, though, because I know some of these intimately. It's one of them. One of them. Can I just say you make the decision with the information that you have at the time. And I had good information. Exactly. And you learn from it and also... Shit just happens. It's you have a different experience. Lesson. It is. But it came to resolution. So no, onwards really. and upwards. It's come to a better resolution, but look, it still it still stresses me out a lot. Does it still now? Yeah. So I made stupid business decision. Um not great. I had yeah, so I was very sick. Year of health, my ass. I put in my notes. <laughs> I ha- got a new psychiatrist and got a diagnosis that I oh yeah am just still so stressed not stressed about but it's just like the way people talk about their own mental health I mean it's really nice that people can be really empowered like by it's diagnosis my superpower, yeah like and they'll be like oh you know I am this and that's okay that's great I don't feel like that though I just mm. feel cranky and let down by the system since I was literally a little kid and all of the qualities that I do not like about myself are tied up in this and it just continues to fuck me over and fuck my life up and I'm no closer, I don't feel like, to getting my meds sorted and it's been well over a year since Mm. I started the journey of trying to cope with things better and... Like I'm doing everything right. Like I've got a psychiatrist. I've got a psychologist now. Like I feel like I'm doing everything right, but I'm not feeling any closer to feeling sane. And that's just so frustrating. Yeah, but it takes time, Kel. I think that like it's just there is no like I'm doing it. Tick, tick. It should be done. Like it takes time, especially when there's medication involved and you're someone that is highly, highly sensitive to medication. Like you Mm. just do not gel with it. So it's really difficult, I think, in your situation because – of that reason. Yeah. Like a lot of people could just hop on a medication and that could kind of And then of hop just back like, off it if it didn't work. Exactly. But. but I think you've had a few challenges. I think the fact that you now have a therapist is great. And as we were saying, like when we were having our delicious lunch before, is like right now you're laying the foundations with that person. You're getting to know them. They're kind of digging into your past, but you're also coming at them with like very real things that are happening in real time. Yeah. It's a bit like all over the shop, but I reckon a couple of months into it, you're going to have a lot of relief from that and you're going to feel like you have a bit more of a handle on your life. Hopefully. I really yeah, do You're so right at the moment. I'm like, anyway, oh yeah, that's been happening since I was a wee kid. Anyway, and last week this happened. So yeah, you're so right. I'm just like all over the shop. There's no timeline. It's just like everything. And then I must be so annoying because then I'm like, but it's not a real problem. And she's like, well, it is to you. And I'm like, yeah, but people are dying. (laughs) People are dying, yes. They are dying. I literally walk around with that Kardashian loop like in my head. Like there are people with real problems, Kim. People are dying. Yeah, but I would argue your diagnosis and struggles in life are slightly more impactful than a diamond diamond earring. But can I just say it is really hard, I think, when you start therapy. Like what you said just resonated with me so much about mourning that child that I think when you have a bit of answers around things that happen in your life you can't help but mourn what who your that life child was yeah I think it's a really natural thing mm. I think for some people a diagnosis they're just like yep okay I got this yeah other people are like 
well, that's fucked. Yeah. And I think it's really interesting how you talk about it. I remember when I talked to you about it though, and I hadn't even really even spoken to anyone about that me and another doctor had suspected it. Mm. And I said to you, I feel so angry and I feel like I've missed out because of all of the things that I could have achieved if I didn't have this. And you made a really beautiful point. You were like, well, I think you need to focus on the things you have achieved in spite of it, in, which is a really nice way to look at it. But hopefully I'll get there. We'll talk about it more, I'm sure, at some point during the year when I can muster up the energy. Anyway, those are the peaks. Pits. Fuck, pits. Sorry I need about to my stop doing breakdown giggle in the middle of that. That oh, was not appropriate. I reckon that's one of my favourite moments of <laughs> – that is one of my peaks of the podcast okay, for the great. year, to be fair. Great. We haven't had a giggle about that like that in a while. All right, let's – Lighten things up a little bit. Oh. Actually, the bits were kind of light because they were quite funny. You and I both have like dark senses of humour though. We do. If you don't laugh, you'll cry. And who That's fucking needs literally to cry my life more? motto. My mm. life motto is two things can be true at the same time. If you don't laugh, you'll cry. Have a good sense of humour. You have to. Yeah. What's your peaks? All right. My peaks. So, again, overarching kind of feel. Theme. theme was how much love that I felt this year. Lame! I am a little bit lame. Get over it. You just gave me the ick. <laughs> what? I'm kidding. That is so mean. I've had like a really cute year. You and I'm going to tell you why. You so cute. Thank you. A lot of cute things have happened. So Go through them. The wedding. Well, no, Even I'm not. I'm doing it in chronological oh, sorry, order. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Kind of. Anyway. Rue getting older and reciprocating the love that I so deeply feel for her. So getting that love back has been so special to me. Like obviously everyone's like, what's your favourite age? And I'm like, every new age is Literally, my favourite age. I've never once been like, oh, it was three months ago. Yeah, no. Even if he was sleeping better or whatever, like it's always then. Because yes. that, that you learn more about them. Totally. And just like her, you know, she's still delayed on the language but we're okay with it but you know but the little things that she is saying like she said bubbles the other day and now she doesn't bubbles. stop saying it she's saying it at 4am it's a whole thing but like I just think there's so much love there and she's starting to be able to express herself like the hugging back was a fucking oh, highlight of the, the year arms. and but like the squeeze yep. like oh, I feel that hug too and just like I don't know you just when you start to get it back it really is quite a beautiful thing like you're like okay I'm doing something right mm. like this kid loves me as much as I love them well close close I mean yes Charlie and how much love he showed me this year through his endless support like obviously with the wedding and with Rue but also just with me professionally like he, he didn't blink your an biggest eye cheerleader. it's so lovely and he he's always a shitter. has been he's a shitter I mean he gets to listen to it earlier than everyone but he's else. an actual shitter Luke has never listened to an episode in his entire life actually he listened to the I, he was like I listened to the wedding one I was like but you heard me editing it I was like yeah but I wanted to hear it like in its entirety and I was like oh cute babe Charlie but love it I think it's a really like nice thing to have someone that's supportive yeah in your lane who believes in you sometimes more than you believe in yourself and that for me is just like such pure love so I really felt that this year because there are a lot of big decisions that needed to be made mm. and he was just there like my ride or die so I was like yeah I really fucking love you because you fucking love me and you guys got married and we did get married and it was just I'm still on a high I try not to talk about it too much because I'm just like Bleh. but you, I don't think, you haven't been, like, obnoxious at all. Really? Yeah. Okay, thanks for saying that. Because I just didn't want to ever turn into one of yeah, those. Yeah, you don't want to be those people that turn it into their whole personality. Yeah, and it's a bit, like, boring. But also the love of my friendships has been such a big one this year. 
us being business partners, you kind of have already touched on that, but truly there's so much love in our partnership, I think. Yeah. It's like we know where our strengths are, we know where our weaknesses are, we have certain things that we do. If someone's like off that week or not feeling up to it, we're there to step in. Like, And we don't get bogged down in like shit. Yeah. It's just a really easy thing and I think it's because you really respect me as a person and I really respect yeah. you. So that mutual respect is just like all love. Like yep. I just feel so supported and just the way that you like get super excited when I show you my content that I've done. Like you're just like my biggest – one of oh, my I biggest cheerleaders, you know. Do you know what? I wonder if why we work so well together though is because we have worked together before for so long. Like – yeah. I would say that. Like we, we yeah, knew I mean, already what the other person was like to be in a work sort of environment. I think so. And I think also with you and I hope me as well, we're, we're able to be honest with each other. Oh, yeah. But also honest in a way that we aren't disrespectful. Yeah. Even though you're a really like blunt, blunt person. Everything is said with love. I'm not blunt to people I don't like or respect. Yeah. That's the difference. Yeah, exactly. I'm nice to people. <laughs> yeah, you're nice to people that you hate and disrespect. All right, watch out if she's nice to you upon meeting her. I'm overly nice to you. Ooh, she's not into it. <laughs> she is fucking lying to your face. Run! <laughs> but yeah, so that is, I've had a lot of love there, which has been wonderful. My bridesmaids, like they are four of my best friends who showed me just how much they love me ridiculous amounts like and the lead up to the wedding like, the oh, I can't believe that they want to do that and I'm like of course they do I know it's, it's your just, wedding and they love you it's such a weird thing like I have really good friendships and I know that but I never ask my friends to do things for me because mm. I'm such an independent person so in a situation where your friends it's their job as bridesmaids to do nice things for you like I let them have a moment to show me stuff. Yeah. So I think that that was, yeah, it was just a really beautiful kind of time in our friendships. I really felt like so much love. And like, you could see on their faces on the day, they were just so proud to be standing yeah. there. They were just so full of love. And I know. And it, was it was just so nice. It was so much fun as well. Oh, I love the day. My godparents and Charlie's family, uh, just them collectively, I felt so much love all, all around that wedding time. My godparents were just so supportive. And then Charlie's family on the day, like Charlie's mom was just like, yeah. this is the most love-filled thing I've ever witnessed and I was like that made me so happy because I was like I'm glad that she knows how much love there is in our relationship yeah. like that's her baby son you know like so that was just a beautiful that's what you would want to imagine Rue getting married one day totally like to watch her up there with someone that I just respect deeply and to see how invested much they, they love are each other. yeah this one's a bit cute so brace yourselves our shitters oh. like the love from our shitters has been such a big highlight so rewarding and it makes what we have done every little bit of work that we've put into it so worth it totally and I feel like the feedback that we've had about the show it brings me so much joy professionally and I think to be able to put so much into everything and to get the love from the listeners back there's a lot of confidence that comes from that and I think that then feeds into all areas of my life and actually when I think about it your confidence within yourself professionally has actually come leaps and bounds with yes. ESSR. I remember in one of the first few episodes, because it really pissed me off, and that's why I remember it, you said something like, I'm the less funny one or something. Yeah, which is an untrue. And I was like, you just, and you were really down on yourself. Yeah. 
And watching you get that confidence back by realizing you're like, my voice is so important and yeah. I have got so many important stories to say. And when people come up and they're like, I'm a key, I'm a Kel. Like, yeah, it, it, it's been really nice to see your confidence come back and your, well, your confidence within your own stories and your own experiences. Yeah. That's really nice. And that's all thanks that. to shitters because nothing is. I said did anything. No. Yeah. Well, you have to say that because you're my friend. I don't. Once that again. is true. It is. My, but yeah, I think hearing it from people that you don't know, sometimes when you're making a podcast, you forget that people are listening. Yeah. So when you. Numbers when, don't actually even mean that much because yeah. you don't put it into perspective of what 10,000 people would look like or what 100,000 people would look like. Totally. So just to get messages, see people on the street, your own friends. Oh, yeah. Say to you, oh, I'm a shitter. That episode was like friends reaching out and messaging and saying, oh, no, that was really such a great episode. You guys are doing so well. It's like it just brings so much happiness to me and joy mm. to me. And I just I feel the love, which is – and it was a big decision to, you know, do this full time. So it's just been great. Um, Lots of things to come in 2024. There are so many things to come in 2024. But, yeah, I think just overall I truly can't remember a year where I felt that much love. Oh. Which I think that's so nice. Yeah. And it's crazy because on one side that was like full of worry and then one side was full of love. And I think that just goes to show that like even though there is worry, there's always people waiting there to kind of pick you up. Yeah. And raise you up and just, you know, be the your hype Pull men you and women. Things. Yeah. So that was a really kind of beautiful realization. And I think also just feeling worthy of receiving that love yep. is something that is good as well. So that's mine. I know I'm corny. No, I'm you, a corny girl. I liked it. I'm a I'll corny, it. horny girl. Cute. So I love that you're like my year was full of love. Yeah, so Beat much that. love. No, I'm just kidding. What was the yours? first thing on my list for peaks? Is netball. <laughs> <laughs> but Kelly, that was a. Oh, I'm not fucking with you either. That's like, brought look, you a lot of love. No, I don't want to see the rest of them. Don't you be showing that netball thing to me. I just, I struggled with peaks. I'm the most negative person. People think that I'm fun. I'm not. You've had a rough year though, I would argue. So then it's I difficult to find things. struggling. Yeah, that's fair. So netball is top of my but list. I love that because whenever I see that it's a netty night on your Insta. Tonight's a netty night. Maybe you that's why like so Wednesdays cute. we eat shit and then we netball. Well, then I netball. <laughs> Did you say we eat shit? No, well, well yeah, we podcast. <laughs> yeah, we do and eat shit. And then next shit. week we'll comedy record. We'll, we'll comedy perform. <gasps> yeah. Because I've always wanted to do like improv as well. Maybe we could do like a little bit of that in our comedy class. I think it does teach you all the different things. Oh, I, I reckon that. I'd be terrible at improv. I think you'd be quite fun. I just think like, you just why push not? Well, even if you're bad, like what's the worst thing? Exactly. Anyway, and that's one one of the reasons why that conversation excited me because I put off joining netball for so long. Yeah. I was like, oh, I don't have anyone that wants to do it with me that like lives close enough to make it. Because like netball, you literally just go. It's generally quite late at night. Yeah. Like, so I, yeah, I, there was a couple of reasons I couldn't find anyone and I was like, oh my God, I literally just have to join a team as like a random pleb and not know anyone. And it just, I... People Which is a scary thought. Me, I get so much social anxiety, so totally. that just freaked me out. But I always loved netball so much when I was younger and I was quite good. And there was multiple reasons why I wanted to do it. I wanted to do something that was just for me. Yeah. Didn't involve me being a mum. Didn't involve me anything to do with work. No one wanted anything from me in terms of entertainment or sex. I just <laughs> yeah. wanted something for me. Yeah. And I didn't want to... Like, 
I so often will do something fun, but it involves going out, spending money, drinking, partying. Like that's yeah, a big, great I wanted point. something that was better for my health because mm-hmm. it was my year of health. Like, so I wanted something, I thought, great exercise. There are multiple reasons why I wanted to do it. And it's honestly just been, yes, it was so scary to begin with, like to just rock up and be like, hey, I'm the ringin'. I'm the, well, actually, it was a team the way they just put a bunch of randoms together, thank God. Oh, that's nice. What a great idea. But yeah, like people where there's one or one or two people that know each other, but they don't know a big group enough to form a team. So you, it's like the ringin' team. It brings me so much joy. I literally come home with the biggest smile on my face. I love it. I love everything about it. I love running. I love – and the funny thing is I hate running. Yeah. You know, whenever I see you running, I'm like, ugh. I just – it brings me so much joy. So that's one of my peaks from the year that I have started at Ball and I don't think I will ever stop at this point. Mm. I'm like, I will be 80. And I love that. I just – Every time I see it on your Insta, I you can just see the it's, joy. It's put me in a good mood. Yeah, you've got your cheeks are flushed. You've got this big silly grin on your face. Yeah, cheesy like my most natural self, just being yes. cheesy and having fun. Yeah, but not trying or no expectations or yeah. I don't know. Just no one wants anything from me except to catch a ball. Yeah, and if I don't catch it, no one gives a shit. Yeah, it is good because a lot of the time if you're doing something for you that involves like health or something, it can be like a solo thing. Yes. Which is kind of, if you're a social person or, or you enjoy just being around other people, not necessarily having conversations or socializing, like a team sport is such a great idea. Yeah, and, and not I knowing did, anyone is quite, It's even though that was like scary at first, it's quite it's nice. It's quite nice yeah. because I don't like, it's not even, I like being by myself. But when I work out by myself, I often end up just running through things in my head that I have to do. Yeah, You need a bit of distraction. That distraction of someone, like I can't listen to music. I literally just have to completely focus on the game at that point and nothing else matters. Yeah. It's just so nice. I love it. I love that, Kel. Then second on my list was studying ESSSR. <gasps> ESSSR. <laughs> ESSR. <laughs> Shitters. Shitters. Like, because it's something that we've talked about and yeah, as you, I mean, you sort of covered everything in your peaks, but it honestly just has been so amazing. Yeah. And it was funny because the other day I was like, I'm trying to figure out why financially I've had a shitter year this year than last year when last year I had a newborn. And then I'm like, oh, because I worked, so, we've been working so hard on this sort of thing. But yeah. I do think that long term it'll all work out fine. Yeah. But it hasn't really felt like work. It's just been a fun project. And totally. Yeah, sometimes some of the parts are really tedious, but I, the feedback is just means way more than any money. However, bills still need to be paid. Yeah, well, 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 yeah, eventually. But remember that stat that you said it was something like pe- most people who start a podcast don't make it past seven episodes. Seven episodes. And most podcasts don't get more than five. Like something about if your podcast gets more than 5,000 downloads and if you go past seven episodes, it's a success. And I'm like, <gasps> okay, well, I guess we're quite successful then. Yeah, it puts it into perspective. But can I just say, it is like we both have personalities where we want to do stuff, but sometimes we just don't do it. Yeah, we're lazy yeah but we did it we fucking did it we did it and it's just the best anyway yes and we love it like we love it i feel like i'm getting myself back more this year Mm. and they do say that it takes two years for your hormones to regulate after birth after you've been pregnant so lol to anyone that gets pregnant within that first two years because it's like you're fucked for a while aren't you (laughs) um but i do feel like i'm less lost and I'm slowly sort of getting my sense of self back and when Mm. I look back on photos of videos of last year I'm like oh my god I was literally just my entire life 
revolved around being a mum and what Lenny was doing and all of his health stuff. Like yeah, that's now such he's a good just point. his own person and he's thriving. Yeah. And then that was like a huge peak for the year, just like Len's little personality. <sighs> like he's like my little bestie now. And I used to hate it when people would call their kid their bestie because I'm like, it's a kid. It can't be a bestie. But can. just in terms of like he's just fun to hang out with some of the time, not all the time. And because he has his independence now with going to daycare and thriving and me having my independence back, mm. it just has made the world of difference in both of us and like obviously yeah. getting on top of his health stuff. Like he's really just coming into himself. Isn't it funny that his independence mirrors your independence and you found this kind of pace yeah. that you feel a lot of happiness and joy? Like on days where he's quite nice to me in the mornings and then he helps me pack his little backpack, he'll help me make some breakfast and then we both put our shoes on and he like will run to the car and he's always a little bit like, oh, when we actually get to daycare. Yeah. But – and I'll be like, okay, I'm going to see you later. And then I go to the gym and do whatever I need to do for the day. And then he comes home and he's had a great day of daycare and he's not sick. And I'm like, this is so nice. We've both like had our days and we know that we're going to do something fun together in a few days. Yeah. But I don't It gives know. you time to miss them again. Because yeah. a lot of the time when you're mothering all the time, because there's, you know, there's language differences Lots there or barriers there. It can be a really frustrating time for them and for you and it can be exhausting. So I think yeah. like having that space for them to kind of be independent and around other little weirdos that can't talk properly and you can have conversations with real people or just be yourself. Like yeah. you can feel like you've had some adult conversations and then come back come to back your to job. Come back to the baby talk and going, yeah. yes, my name is Higgle Pig. Or are you doing a poo? Did you do a big stinky poo? Um. Okay, that just reminded me, I forgot to mention one of my pits. I'm just going to touch on it briefly. I didn't do my goal of going to Bali by myself for a solo <gasps> healing trip. But can I just say you did do a family holiday that brought you a lot of joy? It wasn't a holiday. I was working. Okay, but it was still cup filling. It was still and- cup filling and time away. Yeah, and I think that it did actually have a really big impact on you. Like when you came back, it was you hard. Fe- you felt I that felt I felt the lighter. shift. Yeah. Mm. However, I did, this is why it reminded me, I had lots of great weekends away, like yeah, for weddings. And you that really just did. Makes, like, I fucking froth a wedding. I love weekends away with yeah. friends. I just love time with friends. So I yeah. guess that always is going to fill my we cup. We need to do a weekend away. Oh, we do. We'd have some, we've never fun. done that. No, we haven't. That'd be real fun. That would be so much fun. We could take the old setup and do our record from that. We could do a week away. We could do a drunk record. Or like a Wednesday to Sunday or something. Yeah. Oh, clink, clink. Oh, clink, click, click. <laughs> and if we take it away, isn't that a tax write-off, motherfucker? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Lots of cool working ops, if I think about it. Like I got yeah. to MC a bunch of events. I did a speech at an event. Like cool work shit. Like I went in a seaplane one day and another day I like flew to Griffith to visit a farm of a brand. That, that I was love. really so cool. Just cool work shit. Yeah. Even yeah. though I feel like I haven't done that much work. Yeah. It's just so it has been a really good year, but I am looking forward to 2024 and I'm looking forward to our goal setting episode, which will be one of our summer special episodes. Yes. I'm really excited about that too. I think somehow saying it on the pod down. is going to make me, I think, try a bit harder well, than saying, like, like writing it down for myself, like yeah. actually kind of making the statement to our shitters exactly. and you. And the worst thing that's going to happen is at the end of the year, you'll braid it out and we'll have a laugh. some lols. That's literally the worst thing that will happen with goals. Really? No so, worry in that. Exactly. We, we can't about things anyway. Content opportunity. 
But that's it. We want to know what every shitter's peak and pit from the year was, or several if you've got them. It doesn't have to be related to parenting. It can be related to everything. We love niche, like Nettie. (laughs) Niche like Nettie? Niche and Nettie. But yeah, thanks so much for listening to us have a ramble about our peaks and pits. And... If you did love it, make sure that you share it on socials. Let us know what you think. We get so much joy out of your feedback. Um, And remember, if you do share on socials, to tag us at Key Reese and at Kelly underscore McCarran. And at ESSR dot pod. This episode was produced by myself, Key Reese Searles, and the sweaty Kelly McCarran. So sweaty. So sweaty, but very glowy. Um, with audio is it production, a glow or is it sweat? It's a do. With audio production by the, I don't reckon she'll be sweaty when she's recording this, so I'm going to call her the dry Claudia Coy. Claudia Coy is not moist, she's dry. She's dry. Sorry about that. That was actually a compliment. Bye. Bye. Bye.